Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Each week on Cinema Scene, we talk movies. Sometimes we review films. Sometimes we have filmmakers. Uh, sometimes we uh, we just have interesting topics relating to film. And a few weeks ago, I got a chance to go to Raleigh, North Carolina, and go to the North Carolina Museum of History. And there is a great exhibit uh, that's going on. It's called Starring North Carolina. It's been going on for almost 10 months, so almost we'll say almost a year. But it's getting ready to wrap up, so it's only got just a little while left. And I uh, got a chance to spend some time um, with, uh, with Sally Bloom. Sally, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. Sally, I appreciate you allowing me to spend some time with you a, a few weeks ago. And we also have Camille Hunt on the line as well. Camille, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi there. Um, this exhibit is pretty amazing. I'm going to let you guys share all that you want about it, and I'll throw some questions in and uh, just let whoever is best to dive in to do that. But um, I was blown away. Um, I, I, I don't know that I had any particular expectations, but whatever expectations I think I could have had were just kind of blown out of the water. I was really amazed at the detail um, of this uh, exhibit. I almost felt like it was a museum to its own. It wasn't just an exhibit. It was much more than that. And I'd like for you guys to talk about um, where the idea for the Starring North Carolina uh, exhibit came from. And, and we do want to let people know this goes on through September 6th. Is that right? 7th. Seven. We're, we're keeping it open for Labor Day. Okay. Through September yeah. 7th. So there's still a little bit of time to check it out. And it's well worth the drive to Raleigh, wherever you're from. But first talk about the idea behind this exhibit and the process that you had to go through to actually make it from idea to uh, to the, the product that we see uh, at the museum? Yeah, we, uh, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words about the exhibit. We all worked very hard on it, and I know we're proud of it, so it's nice to hear that people have enjoyed it. We um, started working on the exhibit about three years ago now. We had an exhibit on Gone with the Wind, and we exhibited a bunch of uh, props and costumes and costume sketches and production sketches from Gone with the Wind. And that was a really popular exhibit. And it was just fascinating to work with those artifacts. As I said, costumes, um, some worn by Vivian Lee, Wow. Clark Gable. We also had Vivian Lee's Oscar on exhibit. Wow. So just working with that stuff um, was a true honor. And then I was kind of aware of things being filmed in North Carolina at the time. I think that was the time during um, Iron Man 3. And The Hunger Games had been filmed here recently, and The Conjuring was, I think, being filmed or had just come out. So I, those things were in my mind. So I actually submitted the idea to our, our you know, management that we should do this exhibit on North Carolina films. And we started doing research, and the more we researched, the more we found out there was to research. Right, right, yeah. It's kind of this rabbit hole that went down and down and <laughs> of so much amazing stuff to learn. And we, we traced back to... I think it was 1912 was the earliest film we were able to identify, and that was a film called The Heart of Esmeralda, filmed in the mountains, a silent film. And, and from then on, it just sort of exploded. We had about 15 people working really hard on the exhibit. Like, basically, that was the only thing we were working on for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything from, you know, curators and designers and educators and lighting people and our social media and marketing, and it was just amazing to work on. It was a real labor of love, to be mm -hmm. sure. There's um, several of us here at the museum. 
um, who not only thought it was a good idea, but also happened to be really into film. Right. And I, we found each other yeah. through this exhibit. And um, Camille was the project manager, and she uh, had the wonderful task of herding all these cats <laughs> through this process, and she did a great job. But um, we wanted to do more than just um, list the films that have been made here. We wanted to make it um, a visual extravaganza, and we wanted to go in-depth, and we wanted to touch on everything from independent film to film education in North Carolina, um, the cast, the crew, the history of theaters in the state, the movie-going experience, as well as the movies filmed here. So we had a lot of different ways to tackle this subject. Yeah, this is it's not an exhibit that you just go and look at what's there. Sure, there, there's that part of it, but there's a lot of interactive uh, aspects to, to this exhibit as well. And that really impressed me. Um, I got a chance to, to walk through with my family and my son. I think he read every single thing throughout that entire exhibit. You know, we were already kind of going through, and we would, we would stop. My, my wife and I would stop and look at a certain section. My daughter would look at a certain section. We would be broad, drawn in. But he was just amazed at every single aspect of, of that exhibit. And it does cover so many different, um, so many different avenues of, of filmmaking, uh, from the, the pre-production end all the way through the production end. You get to see sketches. You get to see um, makeup-related uh, devices, but also uh, the interactive aspects of it. You get a chance to actually try your hand at doing sound effects. And so talk through that idea of making it more than just uh, being able to see costumes and props. It's much more than that. Sure, sure. Well, you know, um, museums, we, um, any exhibit we have here at our museum, we don't want it to ever just be something you go in and look and read a label. We want you to interact with it. So um, one way we took a lot of information, we had more information than we could display, we put them in interactive. So we created ways for people to play trivia games on particular types of films made in North Carolina. So, for example, we have um, an interactive about all the horror films made here, and so you read a clue, and then to find the answer, you pull a dagger out of a body, and we actually presented that idea as um, a joke, but the team liked it, so we actually did make a wooden dead body that you can pull yeah. knives out of right, to right. learn the names of horror films made in North Carolina. But in addition to um, informational interactives, like we have a sports interactive and race car interactive and a Biltmore House interactive that talks about those kinds of films made in North Carolina. We also had a couple of process interactives, as we call them. Um, one of them allows you to film uh, yourself um, doing a monologue or a dialogue from a North Carolina film or a classic film, and that's fun to watch people do that. And then you also referenced our Foley exhibit. Yes. And is the art and craft of making sound effects named after Jack Foley, the man who invented a lot of them. And even though sound effects today are often digital, they originally have to be made with something. So uh, Jerry Taylor, someone else on the team, and I, we make films for the museum. And so we filmed a couple of um, kind of stereotypical uh, tongue-in-cheek movie clips, one a horror film, one an action film, and then we put actual things on a table, and people have to go along with our film clips and make the sound effects for them. It's sort of like Dance Dance Revolution meets Foley. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. People yeah. enjoy that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the exhibit has really only been one part of your celebration of, of filmmaking as well in North Carolina. You had a monthly film series. Uh, you also had a film festival. 
that you were able to kind of tie into that. Uh, talk about some of the other things that you have uh, have done and have been able to do, and if there are any other things popping up before this wraps, share those as well. We actually just had our last program on the second Friday of August. We screened Last of the Mohicans. So all of our additional programming for this exhibit run is actually complete. But as you mentioned, we had the film series that we started last September, and we showed films made in North Carolina, um, everything from Bull Durham. We showed Maximum Overdrive, which was fun for me. Um, and one of the, the cool things about the film series is we had had someone who worked on the film or who had uh, props or artifacts from the film. So for Maximum Overdrive, for instance, we had a, a lady who worked on costumes. So having her sit next to me during the screening was like having a live DVD commentary. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And she had some great stories about the, the time they had making Maximum Overdrive. Um, and as you, you also mentioned our film festival, which Sally worked on, and she can probably tell you a little more about that. But it was a fantastic event here at the museum and that we're lucky enough to continue. Yeah, we really enjoyed um, introducing Longleaf Film Festival. Uh, it was held last May, and it was associated with the film exhibit, but it was very successful. Um, we had 170 films uh, submitted from 25 countries. It was a juried um, film festival. We screened 41 films and had a film reception, and we had a lot of fun. Um, so the museum as a whole decided to continue Longleaf, so I'm very excited that it's underway again already, and it's going to be next May 13th and 14th. Um, so we're taking submissions, and our film festival is free to attend because we want as many people as possible to come see these incredible films. Um, some are from North Carolina and some from around the world, so we're excited that that is actually going to continue. We do realize that making films is making history. I mean, if this exhibit told us anything, it's that making films is part of North Carolina history. As a matter of fact, in our research, we learned that in the early 1900s, business people were getting together in North Carolina and having meetings saying, hey, we need to bring this industry here. So it's not a recent thing, this idea of making films in the state. And the, the uh, film festival, if people want more information, I think the uh, website I'm looking at, longleaffilmfestival.com, is that still correct? Yes, that's us. Okay, great. Uh, as you guys were doing that year, the, the three years of research, what surprised you the most? Um, was there a certain story or a certain um, aspect of, of, of what you discovered that, that just really blew you away? I, I think one of my favorite things um, that I learned about was Earl Owensby. Everyone that we talked to in the early stages of research, from the head of the North Carolina Film Commission to the head of Screen Gems in Wilmington, to Tom Mount, who was a producer on Bull Durham, all said, you have to talk about Earl Owensby. He was an early maverick in North Carolina filmmaking, and he was just a guy who decided he wanted to make movies and be in movies, so he did it. And there are awesome B-movies that are just, I mean, it's just right up my alley. That's the kind of stuff I love. Yeah. And he's a fantastic guy. You know, he's, he's very interesting. So he was, he was probably, his story is one of my favorites that um, it really did blow me away because people said that without Earl Owensby, you know, Dino De Laurentiis may not have come here and founded the studio in Wilmington. And, you know, the, the, the business just boomed after Earl Owensby proved that movies could be made here in North Carolina. And we really loved your program here with Earl. That was one of the best programs we had for starting North Carolina when really you and Earl were able to be here in August, and um, we're still getting questions and calls, and um, I think Earl's still getting a lot of phone calls from yeah. that program as well. Well, that was a lot of fun, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to be there with you guys. It was uh, it was enjoyable to me, and uh, the audience, you had a great audience, um, and they really seemed to uh, to enjoy it and enjoy time with Earl, and, and 
you know, Earl took time afterwards to do pictures and, uh, and, and hang out and talk to people. And that was, uh, that was pretty neat of him as well. And uh, I, I appreciate you guys honoring him in that way. You got several of his, uh, his props and, and some costume, uh, some costuming there uh, in the exhibit as well that kind of captures, uh, captures Earl and, uh, and really does capture who he was. There was. He had an interesting presence on screen. There was really some kind of magnetism about him. I mean, you look at him, you don't, you don't see an Oscar-winning actor, but you see a movie star. And you see an action star, and you know you can you can go down the list today of many others who fall into that category who are incredibly successful, but Earl had that, and he had it without any kind of acting background. He just did it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has that confidence. It definitely comes out on the screen. It's pretty amazing. You know, we have over I think what Camille six hundred artifacts. Yeah, in this exhibit, I mean, there's lots to see. There are seven films and two TV series that we feature, and by that we mean we have a lot of artifacts and a lot of behind-the-scenes stories and images, um, and it's just really fun to see. And for me, one of the highlights of the research was um, I helped research information for um, a touchscreen interactive we have that's a map of North Carolina with all 100 counties. You can touch any county and see the names of films, independent films, documentaries, TV series filmed in that county. We didn't include one-off TV shows or sporting events, but uh, real films, independent films, documentaries. And so in that list, I stopped researching it in September 2014, um, but we had over 3,000 entries in this list of things made in the state, and all 100 counties have something filmed there between 1912 and and 2014 when I stopped researching. That's pretty fascinating. I mean, that's... um that right there really does capture the impact that filmmaking has had in North Carolina when you, when you can look at every single county and realize that every single county has had, um, has had a film, has had some kind of TV show or some, some, something in this entertainment industry of this visual medium uh, to be captured. And uh, that's, that's great work, great research on that. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So we, um, we're thrilled that people can find their county and see what was filmed there, and then you hear stories, and we have a way people can contact us and, and tell us what we missed because we're sure there's things out there we missed. So um, they can help us fill out the database even more. One of the things that I, I found interesting as I was walking through uh, the exhibit, and once again, I, I, I'm going to just call it a museum on its own because it is. It was, what, how many, how many thousand feet? Worth it's of- 8,000 square feet. Wow. It's wow. the biggest exhibit we've ever produced in-house here at the wow. museum. Wow. Yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is bigger than, than many museums, that is for sure. Um, I, I love just listening to people. Um, and and I, heard, you know, I heard this several times. Wow, I didn't know this movie was filmed here. Oh, wow, I didn't know that movie was shot here. Oh, I didn't know that TV show was shot here. And I think that's the, the beauty of this exhibit. When you take the time to walk through it, I can guarantee that probably everybody's going to have one of those moments where they, they see a particular film or a TV show prop or uh, something relating to it and go, wow, I didn't know that was shot here. Did you guys find that to be the same case as you were doing the research? Definitely, yeah. And, and that's one of my favorite parts, is, as, as you mentioned, you know, just hearing people say, I had no idea that was made here. Um, it, it's, it's really fulfilling and, and nice to hear people learning as they walk through the exhibit. But definitely we had the same feelings. Um, you know, we knew the big stuff like Dirty Dancing, Bull Durham, The Hunger Games. But as you get into, you know, smaller films, that like the cult classic, I knew about Blue Velvet being filmed in Wilmington, but uh, several people didn't. 
and probably still don't, but they walk through the exhibit and they see our big feature on Blue Velvet, and it's like, wow, this is, you know, a, a beloved film that was made here in Wilmington, and Dennis Hopper so enjoyed his, his time there that he bought property and, you know, rehabbed it and stayed, and it's just stories like that that, that yeah. really help tell the story of filmmaking in North Carolina. Yeah, and for me, another thing that I learned that was really surprising, I did, um, we have one interactive that uh, kind of looks like an editing machine, a film editing machine, and you turn one of those big handles, and you see um, a clue, and you turn it again, and, and we talk about these people are Tar Heels. These are people associated with, they were educated in North Carolina, or they were born here, they grew up here, and some of these people... Um, blew me away. I had no idea, like Murray Hamilton, whom everybody knows from uh, the mayor of Jaws, um, or as Mr. Robinson in The Graduate, is a North Carolinian, um, and, and many others as well. Um, Earl Hyman, um, Elizabeth, Mc, Elizabeth McRae, um, Michael C. Hall, yeah. Jamie Presley, uh, Julianne Moore, one of my favorites, uh, Jim Rash. Emily Proctor, it just goes on and on. These people are North Carolinians, and that just blows me away to learn about how many uh, different kinds of talent come from our state. Yeah, this, uh, as I was walking through, I really was just so impressed with the amount of research that you put into what you were able to, to show for, for audiences and for visitors. But there's also, um, you've got exhibits that you were able to um, to borrow, I guess, uh, get on loan from some other uh, organization that kind of helped you um, fill out some of the stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, we when we began this process, we only had two artifacts relating to filmmaking in North Carolina in the museum's collection. Okay. One, two. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> One of them is the wedding dress worn by Holly Hunter in Once Around, and that, that uh, the reception scene was filmed at the governor's mansion here in Raleigh. And then the other artifact we had it was a basketball signed by the cast of One Tree Hill. Right. So, that was it. Those two. And, Those two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and early in the process, we were able to acquire a couple, a few costumes from the Hunger Games. So those are in our collection now. But that only bumped us up to six artifacts. Right. Right. So we worked closely with the Cape Fear Museum in Wilmington. Okay. We borrowed nearly a uh, hundred artifacts from them um, for the exhibit, and then a few private lenders. Uh, Jeff Goodwin, who has done makeup in movies since the 70s. He worked on Blue Velvet, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Last of the Mohicans, yeah. and is still working in, in makeup today. Loaned us a bunch of great stuff from Blue Velvet and Fire a few Starter, other, yeah, Firestarter. Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Yeah, and a few other, um, you know, I say private lenders. They're not private people. It's just not a museum or an institution. Right, right. Um, and we also borrowed from movie studios. Fox was really helpful, and so was Warner Brothers in getting us costumes, um, like Daniel Day-Lewis's costume from Last of the Mohicans is in the exhibit, and then a couple of costumes from The Fugitive, the yellow jumpsuit worn by Harrison Ford, and a costume worn by Tommy Lee Jones as well. So to me, those are like our big showstopper yeah. or um, artifacts that I think people just... I'm impressed by them. Right. <laughs> you know? I, I hope other people are too. So it really was interesting pulling all this stuff together. And, and I have to say that everyone that we worked with was just very supportive and really passionate about this project. So that was a, a fun thing to, to, to encounter. That's another aspect of this, um, creating this exhibit, is that it's kind of introduced the museum um, to a whole community of people who may not have known us before. Um, they may not think they like history, but they love film, uh, or they love our film series, or they want to be in the film festival. So yeah. then they come in, and they're like, wow, 
I do have connections to history because I love films, and films are made in North Carolina, and film is history. So it's a whole new experience uh, for the museum to get uh, new people in that haven't visited before and for them to realize that they, are, they do have connections um, to, to us and, and to our past, and that has been really, really cool. Very passionate people about film. Now, will any of these exhibits, uh, these exhibit items uh, that you have, these, uh, will they, any of these stay as far as permanent uh, to uh, North Carolina Museum of History? Um, probably not. Okay. okay. We do have a few items that we have acquired over the course of the exhibit development, like the Hunger Games costumes and one uh, piece of clothing from The Conjuring. So I think we're slowly going to be building our film history collection here at the museum. Um, it's just really not big right now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Okay. We're, again, we're hoping that this exhibit will help people realize that the museum is interested in this topic and right. maybe people will consider donating their stuff to us. So. That'd be and great. To be honest, um, while we, are, um, we do raise funds to purchase artifacts, to be honest, most of the artifacts given to this museum over its one, over 100-year history are gifts. And as a museum, we have to decide whether we can accommodate that particular artifact, whether we can look after it and make sure it lasts for hundreds of more years. So it's a big decision to take on an artifact. But absolutely, I think Camille and I would love to see this part of our museum's collection grow. Yeah, yeah. This is is quite impressive. We are uh, on the phone with uh, a couple of uh, great representatives from Starring North Carolina, a major uh, film exhibit uh, that's going on at the North Carolina Museum of History uh, we've got uh, Sally Bloom, also Camille Hunt, spending time talking to us today here on Cinema Scene on Gardner Web University Radio, WGWG.org. The exhibit um, will be wrapping up. It's been going on for uh, about 10 months. It'll be wrapping up on September 7th, so Labor Day is your last chance to check that out. And that's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, but it is well worth the drive. I've said that earlier. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. It is, it is quite impressive. And uh, make a weekend of it and, and spend time visiting other things uh, there uh, at the museum as well, because this is just one, one part of uh, what you guys offer. Um, what other things do you want to make sure that you share relating to um, this exhibit that our audience uh, needs to be aware of? I, I think just the, the vast history of films in North Carolina. You know, our, our tagline is sort of 100 years, 3,000 films. I think a lot of people don't realize that films have been made here for that long. Right. And now we're up over 100 years, you know, 103 years. So. Yeah, and a lot more <laughs> and, films. Yeah, a lot more films. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think people learning about that vast history is what I hope they take away. But you uh, mentioned Jeff Goodwin earlier, and, uh, and Jeff, I believe, also got his start working for uh, Earl Owensby years ago. Yeah, um, he mentioned that. One, one of the things that I really appreciated that you guys did, and Jeff was one of these that you had kind of captured an interview with him, uh, talking about his time on Mohicans. And I love being able to go to the different uh, sections and, and watching little uh, video uh, interviews, uh, behind-the-scenes interviews. Uh, great one on Iron Man as well. But Jeff Goodwin was talking about when Mohicans was shot, um, and I remember this too, working on Mohicans, just the, the massive amount of extras and, you know, thousands and thousands of extras. When you're seeing these battle scenes, it's not CG. Uh, it's, it's not like, you know, watching The Lord of the Rings and, and, you know, and realizing, okay, that's all done with computer. These were actual people in costumes and in makeup and, and hair, I mean, dressed the part. And that was one of the last films that that was done uh, and had that many extras. And, you know, even me being close to that film because I worked on it, 
I didn't even realize that. It didn't even click. Yeah. And, and then watching that, I'm like, wow, okay, I just learned something about a film that I worked on that I didn't even know. So your exhibit, if people take the, take the time, they're going to really find ways to be educated on things they thought they knew things about. So I just wanted to share that, too. That's great. We had a good time uh, interviewing some of these behind-the-scenes people. There's a great story from Brainstorm, uh, which was filmed here uh, all over North Carolina and Raleigh as well, and um, about Natalie Wood buying a sweater off of a bystander uh, who's watching her film a a scene on St. Mary Street here in Raleigh. We have a good story on that and a lot of other uh, really fun behind-the-scenes stories um, that that are, yeah, that if, yeah, if you dig into the exhibit, you're going to learn something, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely encourage everyone, when they come see the exhibit, spend some time at the feature interactives and, and watch the videos, because there are some great stories that you probably won't see or hear anywhere else. ncmuseumofhistory.org is where more information uh, can be found. And um, is there a, a phone number, or you just want to send people directly to the website? The website has all of our information. You can call, though, a 919-807-7900. And your hours uh, for the museum itself is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., is that correct? Right, and on Sundays we're open from 12 to 5. Okay, 12 to 5. We will be open later on September 4th, which is our first Friday, and that evening the Star in North Carolina is open until 9, um, and we'll be having events there for first Friday as well, so that gives you a few more hours to come and check us out. Excellent. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate uh, you, Camille and Sally, uh, taking the time to chat with me about uh, North Carolina, uh, the, the film industry in North Carolina and the exhibit called Starring North Carolina uh, that is going on until September the 7th. And uh, it captures uh, film and TV, and it's, uh, it's really just a lot of fun. And um, as I said, it, 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 you will be amazed just by taking the time uh, to go through it. Take a couple hours, take even, take a whole day and just spend time uh, walking around the rest of the museum as well. And we have, we have about five minutes if you, there's anything else you want to share about what's coming next or um, anything else relating to the museum that you want people to be aware of. Well, we are your museum. The North Carolina Museum of History has been around since 1902. We have sister museums around the state. Um, We're generally free. We've got lots of things on our website uh, for people to explore and check out. And I, of course, love to push the little movies that Jerry and I make. They're uh, educational. You might learn something, but we hope they're entertaining as well. And those are our North Carolina long story shorts. But um, mostly we just want people to realize that no matter what their interest is, uh, whether it's sports or military history or uh, food, whatever you love, it has a history and it has a connection here. And we really appreciate you reaching out to us, Noel. Thank you so much for this opportunity for us to share our passion about North Carolina film history with all of your listeners. Oh, absolutely. And uh, again, I appreciate uh, the invite to, to come and spend some time with you a few weeks ago. It was a quite a bit of fun and uh, I just enjoyed my time there and enjoyed my time uh, with with you as well so so thank you and for our listeners once again uh, it's ncmuseumofhistory.org it's where you can find out information about all that's going on with the North Carolina Museum of History and the exhibit itself starring North Carolina once again will be wrapping September the 7th uh, in Raleigh North Carolina and uh, take the time take the time I cannot emphasize that enough Sally Camille thank you guys And for our listeners, uh, you can always email us, info at wgwg.org. And our show's every Friday night at 6 p.m. And you can find us uh, on iTunes, 
by download anytime on demand and on soundcloud.com and uh, search for WGWG. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning, and you've been listening to Cinema Scene right here on Gardner-Webb University Radio, wgwg.org. Till next time, that's a wrap.